The National Background Investigations Bureau is juggling two seemingly difficult tasks. It's working with the Defense Department to transfer the security clearance portfolio from OPM, Office of Personnel Management, and it's still making progress on the investigative backlog. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with more details on both of these projects. And let me just ask you to clarify something, Nicole. If the NBIB is the body that does this and that function is going to Defense Department, why don't they just change the names on their business cards and keep going? Well, if only it were that simple, right? I mean, there are some authorities that OPM has, OPM the agency, and then NBIB as the kind of component within OPM. Uh, Namely, they have the authority to actually do this work. And there's a lot of different pieces with that. There's contracting, there's employees, there's the funding stream. So, yes, it would be one thing to just say you're DOD employees now, but it's just not that simple. Not that simple. No, this is the federal government we're talking about. So what do we know now about the transfer? Well, we know that NBIB is really pretty confident that this will get done by October 1st, and that is the deadline that was outlined in the executive order that the president signed on April 24th. There is a June 24th deadline to basically figure out all the details uh, between DOD and OPM. And by that point, an agreement is supposed to be signed, and then they'll have until the 1st of October to actually implement it. We know that they're confident because they've been working on this for months, and they've been working on this before the EO was signed. But a few other pieces to it. We know that NBIB and OPM will transfer the uh, contracts that they've signed with the investigative providers. So there are contractors that have investigators that perform this work on behalf of NBIB, and those will be moved to DOD. It was unclear exactly how that was going to work. They believe they can do that under the FAR. A few other interesting pieces. DOD has been building what's called the National Background Investigative uh, Service. So it's an IT system to basically overhaul this entire um, background investigation processing system. So they're still working on that, and that's not going to be done in time for the transfer. They don't think it'll be operational until maybe fiscal 2020. So in the meantime, we now know that DOD will pay to use OPM's legacy IT system, which is something we thought but wasn't confirmed. DOD will also pay to use some other OPM common services, some other IT and HR functioning finance systems until DOD can set that up on its own, and they'll pay OPM in the process to do that. Now, that funding stream you mentioned is kind of interesting because there are appropriated funds for some of this activity. Some of it is through fees that OPM collects. So maybe there's not that much appropriation. But if there's any, that would have to be transferred to DOD. It sounds like reprogramming might need to happen. Well, DOD will be standing up its own revolving fund, which, like you mentioned, is the mechanism where agencies pay to have their security clearances done, currently with OPM. But soon it'll be DOD. The Defense Department will have its own revolving system there. Appropriations will fund the rest of the agency, the entity that's going to perform this work, which is called the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency. So there's two pieces, but as you mentioned, the the funding system here is really interesting, especially because DOD will be paying OPM to continue to do some of this. I guess if Congress wanted to get nasty about it, they could raise those issues and maybe put some blockages on it. But Anything we've heard from the Armed Services Committee or anyone involved there? 
No, I don't think so, because I think the goal here is everyone really wants this in one place. And at this point, it's going to the Defense Department, and that one place is going to be DOD. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and you mentioned the current inventory at NBIB. They're trying to work that down. That's a perennial process. That's a decades-long process. And where are they and what's going on there? Well, uh, we heard from Charlie Phelan, the director of NBIB, that they are at 459,000, which I think, Tom, the last time I was here, they were in the 500,000 zone. So they are making progress, and they're doing that in a couple of interesting ways They found success with the hubs, which I think Federal News Network Scott Massioni has talked about, where investigators will come in and set up in one place where they know they have a lot of clearance holders and they'll get those applicants to come to them and make it a little bit easier for the investigators. They've also really done a lot to reduce the, the man hour time. They've been working with law enforcement agencies to find a way to make some of these records electronic, which has really been the sticking point, I think, in all of this. They've also taken a step back and looked at this entire process and said, okay, well, is there information that we can find instead of going to the college where the security clearance holder went? Can we find it through the National Student Clearinghouse and, you know, a repository of information where this this already exists? Do we need to go to the school itself? The answer is probably no. And so they're doing things like that. They're more interested in using technology to in a secure way to interview people about the security clearance holders. So, you know, I think we heard Charlie Phelan mentioned we're, we're trying to be less afraid of technology, which has been a sticking point in the past. And what about the personnel, all of the people that are working this process, starting with Charlie Phelan and on down? Will they be the same people, do we understand, to be in place? And they'll simply, as I mentioned earlier, facetiously change their business cards. Well, yes, uh, to the point about changing the business cards, I mean, pretty much. Phelan mentioned that the biggest challenge is going to be taking the 3,500 OPM employees, not including the contractors who, as I mentioned before, are coming to But the 3,500 OPM employees and making them DOD employees, they've been communicating with them about this. They've set up kind of a database where they can field questions from employees and answer them that way. They're also sending out, you know, mass messages to both workforces in the process. Interestingly enough, Phelan mentioned that he sees an opportunity for the workforce, even though they are taking on more technology and they're more interested in using it, he sees an opportunity for them to become security officers, not just investigators. So performing more diverse types of work around this entire process than maybe they have before. And he sees that as an opportunity for the workforce that, yeah, is going to be going through a bit of a change, even if they're moving buildings and business cards. And NBIB has the backlog. They've been working it down. DOD, when it originally had background investigations, had a backlog they were trying to work down. Mm -hmm. Is this simply a move to clear out OPM so that the rest of it can be split up? Or is there some long-term advantage that we haven't yet seen in history to having this function in DOD? Well, that's the million-dollar question, right? Um, So the Trump administration is planning to reorganize OPM. At least that's what they want to do. Whether or not they get congressional buy-in to move the other pieces of OPM to GSA, we don't know the the answer to that yet. I think that's going to be remain to be seen. Whether or not DOD can do this better, faster, cheaper, I mean, that's the goal. That's what they say they can do. I think we'll leave it to GAO probably to tell us whether or not they they achieve it. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
<laughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.